What is going on, everybody? It is your boy, Andres, and we are back with episode 38 of the Sports Fellas Podcast. Um, this is it's sad to say, but Ray Liotta has passed away this past week in his sleep. And the, the Goodfellas movie is one of my favorite movies. And that's actually where we drew the inspiration from to make this podcast name. So the fact that this happened this past week really broke me down. Me and Eric were talking about it, like, holy shit, like, we can't believe it happened. But with that being said, we're going to we're gonna pay a quick tribute to Ray Liotta. But first, nonetheless, along with my co-host, Eric, how you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I know you were going to start off with that. It, it, it was definitely rough. I actually watched Goodfellas the other day just because, I mean, once Bruh. I saw that news, I felt like I had to. You know, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it sucked to hear that news, but I don't know. It feels like there's just been a lot of it, kind of sucks. It feels like there's been a lot of bad news lately, but all of it just keeps getting trumped by this Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. I'm so glad that's finally done with, yeah. But so here on our podcast, we like to talk about sports, but we're actually human beings, so we are going to be touching upon the school shootings, the Amber Heard thing, and the Ray Liotta thing, but. Before we get started, Eric, where's your mental health today, my man? Pretty good. Had a good workout. Was chilling at home. School classes started today, so I'm going to be working on that after we record this. But I'm doing good. How about you? Good, bro. Good. It's been a crazy weekend, eventful, good things, bad things. The positives are always going to outweigh the negatives. But nonetheless, let's get to it. So, Eric, this past week, um, there was a school, another school shooting. It's scary to say that out loud, but... There was another school shooting, about 21 kids died, a couple of professors, and you live in Texas, so this probably hit close to you. So for you as a student and living in Texas, what was getting this notification like? I mean, I didn't I didn't actually see it till a little bit after it was all happening because my mom texted in one of the group chats and she also sent like a song and said with everything happening, it was like a it was a country song about like just family and stuff like that. And she was like saying with everything going on, I just want y'all to keep everyone that you love close to you and stuff like that and it it does suck because I at first I forgot where Uvalde was but anytime we would go on vacation we went to this, this one same spot every year for like seven straight years that is the we would be literally within like two minutes of the school because we would stop at like this one gas station and so it's just crazy to think about how that all happened how it's like not too far from me it's just tragic that something like that would happen and the fact that like an elementary school like, it's just insane. And then you heard, I don't know if you saw that thing about uh, the guy who passed away from, like, sadness. He's like, he had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, the, the guy's wife. wife. Yeah, man. And it's they just, left behind tragic. four kids. Yeah, bro. It, it's tragic. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, it always is just heartbreaking seeing this type of stuff. And I didn't, I don't like to really talk about it, like, on Twitter and stuff like that, because I don't know what to say about it. I don't want to just, like, say RIP like I don't that just feels weird like it's just tough to talk about these things and do it publicly yeah I just think it's just crazy because like like it's the it, it's the deadliest school shooting since Sandy Hook right and it hasn't been 10 years since Sandy Hook it's gonna be 10 years in December so it hasn't been 10 years since Sandy Hook and we're still in the same position we were not even a decade ago like that's pretty sad to think about and the fact that you can name like 15 shootings, mass shootings, not just school, mass shootings without even using Google that's happened in our lifetime, maybe more than 20. Like, that's sad to think about. Like, 
Buffalo, the Buffalo shooting, I'm sure you heard of it, obviously. It happened like two weeks ago. And then now this year, and you've already happened like last week. Like, it's just sad that this is like the world we live in. You know what I'm saying? And like, people are trying to find the solutions. But like me personally, like you said, I don't speak about it on Twitter because I don't know the solutions or anything. I don't know what's what's good and what's not. But one thing I will say is giving a gun to a teacher is not the solution. Arming everybody is not the solution. That is not the solution at all. And a lot of people are saying, oh, are they going to treat um, schools like a, like a jail cell? And I'm like, what other solution could, do you have in mind if it's not checking every student one by one? <clears throat> I remember when I was in high school, I don't know if you know, Eric, but when I was in high school, the last two weeks of school, every single year from ninth to 12th grade, they would check our book bags to make sure nobody was doing like anything fucking stupid. I don't know if you had that at your high school or anything of the sort. No, but not like that. Yeah, so they would check our book bags the last two weeks of school, and it's just like, it's sad, man. Like, we're talking about eight, nine, ten-year-olds. The kids that were in Sandy Hook were supposed to be graduating this year. Like, that's how like, like that's how fast a decade went by, and I don't think people realize that. And there's a lot of people that wake up every day, all they do is complain about their lives from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Look, I get it. We all have our own demons. We all got our own shit that we're dealing with, bro. But we're talking about over 30, 35 parents having to plan a funeral for their kid when all they had to do was be safe at an elementary school. So you're not safe at there. You're not safe in a movie theater. You're not safe at a concert. You're not safe in a fucking supermarket. Where the hell are you safe at this point in, in age? Yeah, it's, it, it's hard to like fathom. And me and my parents and like friends have always talked about it. And like one of the worst things that can happen to someone is bearing your own child. And a lot of people are going to have to do that. And that's just, Anytime that's even a thought that someone has, it's it's a tragedy. Like, it, it, that's the last thing that should happen. That's not how it should go. You should never have to bury your own child. And unfortunately, a lot of people are gonna have to go through that. Yeah, and there's no ethics in journalism. Um, like Eric doesn't, Eric isn't studying journalism, but I try to educate him as much as I can from what I know. But there's no ethics in journalism. But like having a microphone in your face after your kid just died for like CNN for a couple of clicks, dude. Like, like grow the fuck up, man. Like I get it, it's your job. You're with like TMZ, you're with CNN, and you have to interview these parents. But like, dude, like, come on. Like, is it really worth your job to have a microphone in your face or a camera in your face just so you can get some clicks, man? It's disgusting. And me and Eric talk about this all the time. We preach this all the time. They're going to talk about it for 48 hours. The next, they're going to say, oh, thoughts and prayers, NRA, boom, next topic until it happens again and again. And it's sad that we're saying this out loud, but like, that's the reality of our country. Like they cover this, they cover this for 48 hours and then that's it. Like when, when Parkland happened, Eric, how long did they cover it? Like literally two or three days, they had a convention yeah. and then that's it. And that's what I'm saying. Like we have all this happening. It feels like even with this happening, some of it is getting talked about less than a death herd trial, which is about defamation. It's basically two millionaires fighting over who's going to have to owe the other millions. Like, I feel like one of these should be talked about more, but people care more about just celebrities and what's the big topic. And I, I don't know. I just think it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's very sad, but... And I don't know what the name of it is. I'm trying to look it up. Uh, there's a small... It's If anything happens, I love you. I don't know if you've seen that little short on Netflix. It's like a black I haven't. Short. I think I actually I think you showed it to me when the when one of the shootings it's, happened. I think it was like it, when the Las Vegas shooting happened. I think you showed it to me. Yeah, it's, I think you it's were the rough. one. Like, it, it's pretty much it's a black and white like animated animation thing, film. and it, there's yeah. no talking, and it shows like the daughter goes to school one day, and there's a school shooting, and she ends up dying. It shows like the impact it has on the parents afterwards, and 
just it's rough to watch like the first time i watched it i cried like you know I me mean, i i get yeah i'm a very emotional, emotional person to that too. type yeah. of stuff yeah and seeing something like that and then thinking about like the real life implications of an actual elementary school of that happening i just i pray for all the families that were involved and hope that they can survive a tough time like this yeah, bro. It's it's and I don't know if you saw the reports that that the police waited 50 minutes to get inside the fucking classrooms, dude. Like like seriously, yeah, like, I this is the was, job you sign up for. And this is what like, really? Like I was I didn't see a lot of it from the like beginning, like I said. And then I was actually home and my mom and dad had it had the news on whenever I got home and they were watching stuff about it. And they were just like going on and on about how horrible that is that the cops basically didn't do their job at that time and they didn't go in and like and i don't I, there's i'm not trying to put any political views out there or anything my parents they're not gonna like hate on cops every chance they get they're gonna like rightfully say when they think they were in the wrong and they think they were clearly in the wrong here they think the chief like they it, it's just i don't understand how you can not do your job like they literally just waited it out and let it keep like keep progressively getting worse from what i've seen and that you just didn't do your job your job was to serve and protect and you didn't do that yeah it's literally in the swearing that do you swear to protect in this country whatever yada 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 blah, blah blah whatever whatever the hell it is but yeah i do remember that netflix short from like like covid like the end of 2020 i think it came out and then i think you texted me about it i forgot what i forgot what event it was it might have been might have been some other shooting that that happened that you texted me about it or maybe you yeah. just did text me yeah but i do i definitely do remember that but it, it, it's it's tough to watch i'm not gonna lie but it, it's it just, is good i I, I don't know if you remember the the school shooting um commercial with the with the little hints or whatever and then at the end it comes out that the kid is like shooting up like a gym i don't know if you remember that one no, I don't. i'll probably i'll probably send it to you after after we finish okay. the show but um like like we said before you should never have to bury your your child um obviously our thoughts and prayers are with the families but like it's just so hard man like like i look at my parents every day and i'm very grateful i still have both of them in my life and they're both alive and they're both healthy man but like i just can't imagine having to bury your own kid and like eric said before one of the husbands of the of one of the victims literally died from a heart attack and they're leaving behind four kids man like they're literally what are they going to do put them in like an orphanage or something with their grandparents like it's it's very sad like life is not guaranteed i'm like we're really not trying to be like inspirational speakers right now because i know a lot of people try to be inspirational speakers on instagram they try to be corny as fuck but like seriously like appreciate what you have be thankful for what you have on your table be thankful for the roof that you have be thankful that you have a job like there's a lot of people out there that lost their jobs during covid and now they can't even get a job so whatever you have going on the last thing i just want to say was like me and my mom were talking about this and we remember or she remembers when i was younger like in fourth grade third grade fifth grade if in the morning i would like you know how little kids just always going to get annoyed with their parents in the morning especially having to go to school stuff she said i would like get mad at my mom and i we'd get into like a little fight in the morning or something but every time before i would go into school or before i would go to sleep we would have to make up because yeah me as a kid and even me now i can't go the rest of the day being mad and in a fight with someone because in my head i'm always thinking I, I never want to go a long phase without being okay with someone and ending on a bad term. So I always do my best to end everything on a good term. So I just want people to know, no matter what, like you said, we're not trying to be some inspirational, like deep stuff. We're just saying, if you are kind of in a fight with someone, just think if it's serious enough to completely stop talking to them and think about what if those are the last words you said to them, like, 
Shit, you, you try and make amends with everyone you can because it, it really will stick with you if it ends badly. My mom tells me like all the time, like if I were to die tomorrow and that was the last thing you said and you wouldn't be and I would and you would ask for forgiveness and you wouldn't be able to um, get forgiveness. Like, what would you do? So like, I just think about that all the time. And think about it. If you're listening to this right now, think about it. If you if you with your mom, with your dad, with your sister, with your brother, with someone close to you, like your best friend, whatever it may be. Think about the last time you had a fight with them. And if that was the last thing you said to them and you wanted to say sorry, like, how would you feel if they weren't here anymore? Think about not to be this is a terrible example, but I'm still going to use it. Like, look at Shaq and Kobe. Right. They didn't talk for so many years until they had that interview one on one. Like, what would have happened if Kobe passed away and again, Shaq didn't get that that empathy from him? Like, it would have, he would have felt terrible. He still feels terrible mm-hmm. until this day. So that's just a, a, a one of the examples. But. Before we do talk about the NBA Finals, um, like we said before, man, rest in peace to Ray Liotta. Dying in your sleep sounds miserable, sounds scary. Like, never waking up again is a concept in itself that just sounds like like shivering. A lot of people are saying, well, it's a, it's a better way to pass away than something else. And I'm like, I mean, I guess, but at the same time, you're just like, well, like, imagine, that, ugh, like, no, yeah. no. But like I said before, yeah. Ray Liotta and the movie The Goodfellas, Henry Hill, one of the greatest roles, like, you can't picture someone else playing as Henry Hill. So mm-hmm. God bless Ray Liotta. Iconic movie. If you haven't watched this on HBO Max, if you don't have HBO Max, look, look it up on Reddit or something, because I'm sure someone has an, a free account. I'm not saying I do, <laughs> but I'm just saying it, you'll find an account on Reddit. And then last but not least, um, Johnny Depp was found innocent of everything today. So like Eric said, it's crazy that this is getting more coverage than the school shooting, but Hollywood would, will be Hollywood. But nonetheless, let's jump into the NBA final. Like we said, we're not trying to be Socrates. We're not trying to be inspirational speakers. Just look at your look at the person next to you and tell them how much you love them. And God bless. Eric, we finally reached the end game after a boring, boring, really boring regular season. Um, we finally reached the, the, the final the final step. This is crazy to say, but the Boston Celtics are in the NBA finals for the first time in 12 years. Me personally, obviously I'm a Miami Heat fan, but I'm going to be objective. I have no shame in losing to the best team in the NBA. Yes, you listen to that right. The Boston Celtics are the best team in the NBA this year until Kawhi and Paul George get back next year. I have no shame in losing to the Boston Celtics. I'm mad it's the Celtics, but at the same time, they're like they're like a likable team. You know, like I used to despise the Celtics. Like that whole big three era, I did not like them until like this last year. Jason Tatum is a likable player. Jalen Brown is a likable player. Marcus Smart may not be a likable player, but if you were to have him on your team, you'd probably like him. Robert Williams, what a great story he's having. Al Horford, Fountain of Youth. Like, they're just a likable. Coach Ime, Coach Yudoko, however you want to call him. Likable mm-hmm. team. So, um, before I let Eric grab the mic, Jimmy Butler did the right thing in taking that shot. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you think that he's a 15% shooter. I don't care. Jimmy Butler took the right shot. He had 47 and 30 seconds under his belt. He was not going to do it in OT, and we know this because he was exhausted. So Jimmy Butler took the right shot. With that being said, Eric, what are your thoughts? It was a great, it was a crazy Uh, monologue, but I had to get it. Yeah, I'm not going to touch on the Jimmy Butler thing. I slightly disagree with that, but we don't have to go too deep into it because you know how I feel about Jimmy. I think he was dominant. I think he's an insane player. Props to him. Props to the Heat. Y'all did good. Um, for the Celtics, 
I remember watching before the playoffs started, you know, there's always videos like or articles like we are using stats to predict who will win the championship or whatever. And I think I don't remember which YouTuber was because I don't really watch NBA YouTubers and stuff that much, but I think it was like Legend of Winning or Jimmy High Roller. It was like one of Yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's Jimmy Highroller, but he said he did. He was like, but I'm going to give it a shot myself. And he actually predicted the Celtics to win based off stats that he came up with. And I remember watching and I was like, in my head, whenever he said Celtics, I was like, you know, I could see it happening, but they would not be like my first or second choice. My first or second choice literally would have been the Suns at the beginning of the playoffs, which that ended horrifically. We could talk and then about my it. second choice probably would have been the Warriors or the, or no, my, yeah, it probably would have been Suns, then Bucks, then Warriors. But then I even talked to you and I think I said it on here after the first round, whenever it was Celtics versus Bucks, I said, I think I'm flipping to the Celtics winning this series because I was nervous about it. And I remember saying, I think I picked Celtics in seven because Celtics just, we we know the Nets weren't that great in the playoffs but, and they weren't that great already season. But the fact that Celtics dominated them so easily, like the games were close somewhat, but they still swept them. That was a big statement It was. To me. I don't mean to cut you off. It was the smallest margin ever for a sweep. Mm-hmm. It was 16 and points. But that, in a way, that's almost more impressive to me that as like Tatum is still relatively young. Brown is still relatively young, and they're closing out big playoff games. That's that the thing. Well, that's the thing. Absolutely. Like that's a that's a big ability to have, and that's what makes Tatum and Brown such a good duo. And I saw some t- talk about like people saying Jalen Brown is arguably like the best number two in the league. I don't know if I'd go there yet because no. big duos like PG and Kawhi. And yeah, AD Paul and George Tom, is still breathing. Stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like yeah, I I for me non-biased by the way, non-biased. But Paul George is still. Breathing. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like like you said, you have to be able to like people think of it as oh they only won the four games by sixteen points. I look at it as holy shit, the Celtics were able to close the game. Like okay. you can be up 15, 17, 20 points, but can you close the game when the lights get bright? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not trying to be on some ball don't stop shit, but like when it comes down to the last five minutes, you have to be able to close the game. The first 42, 43 minutes of a game does not matter. So people are trying to say oh well the Celtics shouldn't get credit because they only won by sixteen. They closed. They closed. They won. At the end of the day, it was a win. Oh, well, they only won game one by one point on a buzzer beater. They won. It's they the playoffs. Won. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you, if win, you by win If you win a game seven by one point, you still won the game seven. Like, it doesn't matter how you won it. I, I, I hate that argument so much. If I could, if you asked me if I could watch the Rockets next year go 82 and 0 and win every game by one point, yeah, what? It's a win. Why would you not take that? I hate the argument of, well, they barely won. They won. That's all that matters. And the fact that the thing that makes the Celtics so great is they have offensive superstar power like Tatum, who can take over when needed. You have someone who, if Tatum is off, you can turn to Brown and you can kind of rely on him. They have guys who step up in the moment like Horford and Smart. Then the other thing is they can rely on their defense very heavily. Their defense is insane. And the only thing that makes me nervous about the series for them is that the Warriors also have Draymond Green and Clay and even Curry. I'm going to give Curry props. He is a good defender. I don't care what anyone says. I agree. What? Why are you, no, why are you giving that look? Fucking Clay Thompson. Clay's Clay still a good defender. I think people are giving him a little too much. Like, I'll say this. I don't th- I think he's inconsistent, but 
I would want Clay on my team any day of the week. I'm sorry. Anyone should. You should too. You have Duncan Robinson. Don't talk. Hey, hey, we have Max Truce, but he's getting sent to Utah. So I hope he likes the weather in Utah this time of year. I remember I, I, bro, this is funny because I remember talking to you, I think, and Nick about this, about getting Duncan Robinson on the Rockets. And I told you, I was like, we'll give you Christian Wood for him. Which, I, bro, at the time, Christian Wood was high value, but so was Duncan Robinson. And y'all laughed at me saying, hell no. Now both of us are trying to get rid of They're both. both right, bro, They're I, both listen, terrible. I am never, I am never going to slander Duncan Robinson. I don't care. Like, that's my guy. Oh, like, my he's like on that Shane Battier level where I'm like, I'm never going to slander him. Oh, bro. Shane like, Battier was my dude, bro. I like, what he did in 2020 was just special, man. But let me Shane Battier played for both our teams. I just thought about that. We both yeah. like, love Shane Battier. Not Bay to Bay. shift topics. Not to shift topics, but the discourse on Christian Wood is bad. He is... Like, I'm not going to critique him, but he's just not a winning player. He's like Kelly Oubre. He's defense. He's like, that's he's the main like thing. Bar- Bro, like, you need to be able to play deep. Like, and and that's, the, that's the worst part about him is on a rebuilding team like the Rockets, you don't want Christian Wood because he's taking the ball out of the younger guy's hands, like Jalen Green and Josh Christopher and Alfred Shangun. And he's playing no defense on the other side, so he's really not helping on either way. And then you notice once he was hurt and was out, him and Eric Gorman, they were both out. Jalen Green finished the season with like seven out of eight 30-point games to end the season. He was insane. And you can't put Christian Wood on a contender, I don't think, because you can't have a four or five who plays zero defense. You just can't. can't. Look at P.J. Tucker, bro. Look at P.J. Tucker. Literally, look look at the two teams right now. The reason they're both so good also is because they're like two of the top five defenses. And... You will not be a top five defense with Christian Wood being your starting five items. Yeah. So that we're, just can't happen. We're not trying to turn into ESPN and sidetrack. I promise we're not. But um, nonetheless, Eric, um, what has been the most impressive? So first, we're going to talk about the most impressive thing. And then we're going to talk about the Western Conference. So what has been the most impressive thing about the Eastern Conference in this playoffs? Because for me, per- well, I'll let you go first, actually. No, no, you can go first because I need to get Yeah, because I have a team in the Eastern Conference. The most impressive thing to me about these playoffs, without being biased, it has to be Jimmy Butler. Outside of Jimmy Butler, if you guys want me to be unbiased, it's the Celtics defense. Originally on my bracket on Twitter, I did have the Bucks. After watching the Nets and the Celtics, me and Eric talked about this. I'm like, bro, I think it's going to be Celtics in seven. It's like, it was crazy. And the Celtics were amazing against us, you know, but... But Jimmy Butler, man, let me let me just say something real quick. There's no hypotheticals in sports. But if we would have made the finals, we would have beaten the Warriors. And I told Eric this 200 times. The winner of this series is beating the Warriors. And he said, nah, bro, like, think about it. I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, the winner of this series is being... If you saw what Jimmy Butler did against this Boston defense, the Warriors was going to be a snooze fest. It would have been a breeze. But... One thing I will say outside of the Celtics and Jimmy Butler is Al Horford. Al Horford has been fantastic these playoffs. A lot of people thought he was washed. The 76ers got him just for him not to clamp up and beat every fucking year. So I want to shout out Al Horford, not just because he's Hispanic, but he's been fantastic. The Fountain of Youth has been fantastic. Hell, he was balling on the Thunder, and then Sam Presti was like, here's money, stop playing, go take a vacay. He took a vacation with his, with his wife and kids. And now he's in the NBA Finals. A lot of people were trying to criticize him for celebrating the way he did. And I'm like, dude, number one, his grandpa just died 48 hours ago. 
And number two, it's the first time in an NBA Finals for him. Like, do you really have to be miserable on Twitter, bro? Like, please oh, grow up. Um, but I got a question. How did you feel with all of the media and all of NBA Twitter and everyone after y'all went down 3-2, pretty much already just writing y'all off and acting like the series was over? Like, everyone was talking about a Warriors-Celtics Finals when there were still two games left in the series, potentially. Like, how did so, you feel about that? I don't think we talked about it. So after game, excuse me, after game five, um, so the school shooting was that Tuesday, that game five, and my professor had a live show, and obviously I joined him. And after after the game, everyone on the panel said the same thing, except for him, actually. They said, well, the series is over, whatever. And I told I told my man Carl, shout out to Carl and the, and the sports hit list. I told Carl, I'm like, listen, I understand people. I understand that Celtics kicked their teeth in. I understand they smoked us at home. And I told him, it's first to four. You saw me tweet it, right? I said, people think this, the Miami Heat are done or whatever, but bear with me, it's first to four. And I knew we were going to win that game six. I don't know about, I, I had a feeling we were going to win game seven. Sadly, we didn't, but I knew that game six we were going to win. I know Jimmy Butler wasn't going to let us lose. He wasn't going to let us go out sad. We had, you had everyone and their mother picking the Celtics. They were talking about Celtics Warriors already. I knew Jimmy Butler took that shit personal and he was going to go out and do his thing. So I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy we didn't go out like some pussies. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but when we get to the Western Conference, we'll talk about it. I was, I did not care, Eric. You want to know why? Because we were counting out all year. We were the ones seeing it. People yeah. said the Sixers. Bro, people were picking the Hawks against us. Like, you know how yeah, sad that Yeah, that was ridiculous to me. I, I I, literally thought y'all had an easy route to the Eastern Conference. We, we, had, to make about co- that. we had to make like, a mass route. Like, I was like, I first off, I thought Raptors could have beaten the Sixers. And then when they didn't, I still didn't see any scenario where the Sixers beat the Heat. Because... I just think he are way more well-rounded. They're better coached. They're way better coached. Like, I, I think people still underestimate. Over the series. Bullshit. Yeah. Okay. I think people over the yeah. But what can I say, man? God bless Jimmy Butler. God bless Ben Adebayo. Everyone else. God bless P.J. Tucker, actually. God bless Eric Spolstra. But everyone else, man, you are on the table for Donovan Mitchell. I'm sorry. And <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I mean, hopefully, no, no. Hopefully, it's not Beal. No. I wouldn't mind Beal. No, bro. I want Mitchell. Mitchell is younger. He fits the Bam timeline. I, I feel that. I feel and, that. I feel that. And I don't know, I man. Beal has never played a lick of defense in his life. We'll see if he gets engaged. So, but... so you want the? You think Lowry's on the table? No, I, I personally. So a lot of Heat fans are in their feelings about Kyle Lowry and shit. But like me personally. I think that he's the reason we got the one seed. It didn't mean anything because we lost three games at home. But he's the reason we got the one seed when Jimmy and Bam got hurt. So I don't want to trade Kyle. I hope he runs it back. I know he's going to run it back because they're not going to trade him. Like, when I talk to Heat fans, I want realistic trade. Not not like, oh, let's trade Lowry for yeah. Damian Lillard. I'm like, dude, that's not going to happen. Like, no. But before we move on to the Western Conference, Eric, I have one more thing to ask you. So... The Celtics were getting critiqued for the my turn, your turn offense with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, right? What the Heat did in game seven was my turn, your turn with Jimmy and Bam. And I have zero problems with that because you went out with the two best players swinging. What are your thoughts on an offense, my turn, your turn, go out with them two swinging? Like Kawhi and PG or AD and LeBron or what do you think about that my turn, your turn offense? Because people criticize the Celtics and it didn't work in years, but hey, this year it worked. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I even watched that for a little bit as a Rockets fan with Harden and Chris Paul. And so it was I fantastic. know, yeah, that's what. Like, I think 
there's certain times I think you need to be able to make adjustments. So if you're in a game and it's just clearly not working, like one of them is off or they just can't get anything going, like ISO ball or whatever they're doing just isn't working. The my turn, your turn isn't working. You need to make adjustments throughout the game. But, and that's where the Rockets did sometimes struggle with D'Antoni because he's not very, he's not great at in-game adjustments. So we sometimes struggled with making moves on the go. But when it is working, I mean, we saw with LeBron Kyrie, that's what, you know, that like classic Kobe video talking about it, like the difference between the Warriors and the Cavs offense and how it's very different and stuff. I do understand some people's critiques about how it's harder for like, shooters to get in a rhythm in an offense like that where they might be standing still or something but I think the idea of putting the ball in your best player's hands on every or every other possession or most possessions I don't think that's a bad idea to go with especially when it is working like Jimmy we can say he lost Jimmy Butler was great that game Bam Bam played great Jason Tatum Jason Tatum played great Jalen Brown Jalen Brown played great the one thing that happened was just the Celtics role players played a little bit better. They were a little more well-rounded. Of and Max Struess did not step out of bounds. Yeah, that was, dude, you saw his heels up? That was, I don't know. I mean, Bro, he I wasn't out. Like, I'm not but saying can, that's the you reason can we understand, lost. You can understand why a ref would call that. No, bro, but he wasn't out. But that's the problem was the problem. Was, the, pro- the problem wasn't that he stepped out. The problem was they reviewed it like ten minutes fucking later. And so they, it goes from yeah. an eight point deficit to eleven, bro. And that, yeah, it, it, and that was bro. I love Spo because he said he said um he said he's like come on now. That's not the reason why we lost. Like we lost because they played better and everything. Like be real, you know. Because like um like a lot of people try to sugarcoat it. But let's listen to this. Kyle Larry four of twelve. Max Strews three of ten. PJ, you get a pass. Don't care. Oladipo, 4 of 12. <laughs> Gabe Vincent, 1 of 4. Tyler Hero, 0 of 2. Jimmy Butler, 13 of 24. And Bam Adebayo, 12 of 21. So, like, who, like nobody helped Jimmy and Bam. Like, why are we still talking about the role players themselves? That, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can you be upset agree. at the my turn, your turn thing. But when no one else is playing well... Of course they're going to do it that way. And the reason the Celtics way worked a little bit more is because the couple possessions they would go away from it, their role players stepped up and helped. That's where they won the game. Marcus Smart shot 8 of 22, but he had 24 (laughs) points. So he was able to, like, yeah, like, I mean, Tyler Hero not making a single shot, that's going to kill you. And then I I get it. He he wasn't 100% or whatever, but. It was like, funny like, because, like, I, I don't have that strong of an opinion about Tyler Hero one way or the other, but it was funny seeing the reports. I don't know if they're real or not about, like, how he thinks he should be starting next year. And I was like... No, he did say it, bro. I, I don't know, man. That's just... Yeah, he'll be starting in the great Salt Lake City. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I don't know. It was, a, it was a weird thing to say, but... Bro, I but, like, role but... players can only take you so far. Like, you need to go down, like... You you talk about it all the time with James Harden. Like, why does James Harden have two field goal attempts in an elimination game at home? Yeah, and that's what's that is what's frustrating to me. I have to say about uh, not about Harden, about how people talk about Harden because in Game Seven against the Warriors in 2018, that he took 28 Chris shots. Always hurt. He took like tw- he took he was like 12 of 29, 12 of 27. Yeah, I think it was like that or like 11 of 28 from the field, but. He went out shooting like y'all wanted. And I'm sorry, I don't care. We can do this whole argument, winners win, winners find a way. If you are asking James Harden to beat Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, or if you're asking him to beat all of them, 
without his second best player and with Trevor Ariza playing for the Warriors, I don't know what to tell you. Trevor he's Ariza in the, was he's sorry in the goat conversation. He was like, 0 of 12 that game. And I don't care what anyone says. I'm not going to get to – this isn't a huge part right now. This isn't even my main point. But the the refs weren't exactly helping us that game. It was kind of a battle. I'm not going to put the loss on that right now because that's irrelevant to the point. But you can't be asking Harden to over overcome all of that. And if you are asking him of that, then you're holding him to GOAT standards. But you're treating him like he's a top 40 player at most. Like, you got to be consistent fun. with how you look at it. And that's the problem with how people do arguments nowadays. It's they pick and choose how they're going to evaluate the players. Yeah, yes, I've seen you. I've seen you argue more recently on Twitter. And like when I see you argue, it reminds me of why I stopped arguing. So it's just like it's just dog. I, yeah, that's why I only do it with certain people that I know. Because yeah. like I'm not going to do it with a random person. Lakers got next. Shout out to you on Twitter. You're cool, but bro, you be saying a lot of stuff that makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> Sorry, but, um, it's funny. I don't but, know. It's just it's weird. I, I promise you, we're gonna move on to the Western Conference. I promise you. We know <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Suns getting Maliwa, but one more thing, Eric. Heat fans are so emotionally attached to players. They're talking about, bro. Like there was not a single Heat fan slandering Hero. Everyone was slandering Bam, dude. I'm like, really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Howard Hughes wanted to cure cancer. He's not going to turn water into wine. Like, he's not doing any of that shit. He can start in Utah, hell. And him and, and Chris Hero can start in Utah. Like, I'm not worried about this shit. <laughs> I'm trying to get Jimmy a ring before he fucking retires. He's 32 this year. I think it's 32. Might be 33. 32, 33. I think it might be 32. And like Coach Spo said, he's a better player in his 30s. Like, you don't see a lot of NBA players age well. I'm not going to compare him to LeBron because obviously LeBron is probably the greatest player of all time but like well, what, how many times have you seen a player be better in their 30s Kevin Durant has been I, I am very critical of Kevin Durant but he's been fantastic these last couple years yeah, he's been healthy I, he's been very efficient coming back from injury like this playoffs he was we know how it was but ah! since, since he came back from that Achilles I was Man. shocked how good he came back like last year against the Bucks he was pretty much by himself for a lot of that he was insane like but it's just crazy lost. to see how he lost but moving on to the Western Conference this is gonna this is gonna be a breeze. So this is why we want to talk about the Eastern Conference because the Eastern Conference there was a war in the Western Conference, not so much. Eric, what was the most surprising thing about the second round and the conference finals for you in your non-biased opinion? Because in my non-biased okay. opinion, it, it, we know it what we're talking to, about. For me, the second round has to be the most surprising thing was how sad horrible the Suns went out. It was sad. terrible. And I we were talking and someone said in the group chat, they I think it was Noah, he said something about how like Russ could never disappoint him because Russ is a favorite player. And I was like, hell no. My favorite players disappoint me all the time. Chris Paul, I did not want Chris Paul to ever touch a basketball again after that series. I was so pissed off. He went out pathetically. Devin Booker, you went out sad as hell. Michael Bridges, you didn't do shit. Like the whole team didn't try. They just didn't care, it seemed. And how do you have a season like that in the regular season and not care, it seems And like, go out like, like I, that. I don't, go out like that. It's one of the worst losses. It might be the worst loss I've ever seen in my life, ever. Like like the Cavs in 2010, they won 61 games and they went out sad. But this, this bro, bro. The, it, at least, 
when the Spurs won 67 games in 2016, at least they went down to like Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. But you go down to Luka and role players, I don't want to hear about Finley Smith shot 60%. Oh, Maxi Kleber made 2,100 threes. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, the Spurs at least went out to a really good OKC team that should have beaten the Warriors. But this, this is like the so most bad, pathetic bro. outing from a 61 team that I've seen. It they was just, that. I, they have, I, I, I am... I don't care what moves they make. I don't care what happens. Bro, if okay, have, I'm like, glad you said that. Sir. of like Booker and Chris Paul and Aiden and Bridges, I am not going to trust this team. I don't care if they win 70 games. I'm not going to trust them in the playoffs till they show it because that shit rotted it for me. Bro, I don't regular, trust them. The regular season does not matter. Eric, you and I talk I, yeah, about this all the time. We discussed this already over text, but we got to talk about it here. What do the Suns do to get better? They can't do shit. What are they going to do? Get Eric Gordon, another ball handler? That doesn't move the needle. Pay Aiton, no disrespect, that does not move the needle. Like, where do the Suns go from here? They're not going to trade for, like, I went through all 30 teams. Like, I sat down and I said, what can the Suns do to get better? I went through all 30 teams, and there's not a single player that's realistically available that can make them better. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know what their cap space situation is like, but, like, and they do have some assets, but you have to make, like, a big splash to be the best team in the league. Because I thought this team was better than they showed in the playoffs. I think a lot of people did. A lot of people had high expectations. They Everyone went out did. so poorly. Like, I, I, this playoffs has just made me realize the Warriors are a whole step above them. Like, a whole step above them. There's a couple team studies. I think the Heat, I think the Celtics, I think even the Bucks are a whole step above the Suns. Like, the Suns just showed nothing at the end of the playoffs or at the end of their round. And it's just... They have to do something massive to, like, I think, get people's respect back because people think they're frauds now, and they should. You get if you, and I don't want to hear shit about Devin Booker next year because this is the exact. I like Devin Booker, but this He's is the, the exact same type of person. Player. And this is the exact type of person he is. He, next year, when people aren't giving them credit, he's gonna do some workout video after a game and be like, "They ain't give me my respect, motherfucker. You ain't making us respect you. You ain't doing shit. You went out so sad. You want to be talked about as one of the best players in the league. You want to be talked." about how you're a top the, the best MVP, shooter. You, the MVP, don't forget the that. MVP. you ain't doing shit though to show in the playoffs dog you went out so sad chris paul you went out so sad you are an old fragile man you need to fix some shit because that was terrible how you went out bro, Aiden the, the suns campaigned bro. for an mvp for uh, after game 75 i've never seen anything like it it was so pathetic how they went out and uh, especially they deserve Bro, I don't mean to compare I, it to the Heat. I don't mean to compare it to the Heat. But Suns fans said, Monty's better than Spo. Chris Paul is better than Kyle Lowry. Um, uh, the Devin Booker is better than Jimmy fucking Butler. Jay Crowder is better than PJ Tucker. DeAndre Ayton is better than, <clears throat> excuse me, better than Bam. And Michael Bridges, Michael Bridges is better than Max Struess. Cam Johnson is better than Tyler here. Cam Johnson deserves sixth man of the year. And what did it result in? A 40 <laughs> bomb at home. Eric, it's let me just, tell you something real quick. It's pathetic, bro. I would have rather gotten 30 piece than lose the way we did on Sunday, but I'm glad we didn't go out like some pussies. Dude, it, like, you should be ashamed, dog. Like, ashamed. Do you you should hang your head games? low and go out like that. Bro. And it, it's, it, I don't bro, understand. Eric, does that make sense? Like you said, I don't know where they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, I'm I glad we did not get 40 bombed, but the way we lost Sunday, man. And that's the thing. I'm a Chris Paul fan. I want everyone to know this. I am a Chris Paul fan, and I want to see him win a ring. For a lot of people out there who have been saying this to me, 
I would want to see the Rockets win a championship 80 times before Chris Paul wins one. Love Chris Paul, my favorite player, probably. But I'm a Rockets fan. That's who I care to see win. James, I might even like Jalen Green more than Chris Paul, if I'm being honest. Bro, but Chris Paul's what, up I, there. But like, here's the thing. I wasn't even sad when Chris Paul lost like this. Bro, I was sad. I, I was, was so numb. I was, I was so numb. I was just I was like, just... are you serious? Like, I, have, I don't think I've been this pissed off at, at a basketball game I watched since the 2017 Rockets when they got destroyed by the Spurs without Kawhi. Like, even the 2018 Rockets. I was more disappointed. Bro, it was kind of like an unfortunate situation. They were like, oh, where's Chris Paul? I'm like, dude, what do you want me to say? Like, like, that, I'm exactly. dumb. I don't wanna, that's why like people were tagging me and shit. And I'm like, I'm retweeting it. I'm like, yeah. Oh my dude, I don't Paul. care. Right. Fuck him. He's pathetic. That was terrible. Like, I'm not gonna get upset and be like, man, shut up. No, you're right. He was pathetic. He deserves to be slandered. He was trash. And I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if you're a huge Chris Paul fan. He was fucking trash and he didn't show up. I don't care if you're a Devin Booker fan. He was fucking trashing his job, and I don't care if you're a Suns fan next year when y'all win 58 games, 62 games. If you want respect, you're not going to get it because you have to show in the playoffs, and they did not do that. And unless Bro, you make some massive move that changes the team, you're not going to get that respect until you win the playoffs. Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, the, <clears throat> I've been trying to say this, right? The Clippers are out for blood next year. The Nuggets might be out for blood next year. The Warriors are gonna get older, but they're gonna be they're gonna be out for blood since they're gonna lose in the finals. I'm not gonna say the Lakers. I don't want to put them in that conversation, but let's just say LeBron. LeBron is gonna be out for blood next year. That's already four teams that we're talking about. The Wolves got if the Wolves trade D'Lo for another point guard, they can be really good because I think. Anthony Edwards could definitely be a, t- a 25 points per game guy. Me and Eric talk about this all the time. Guys, basketball is not just points, rebound, and assists. Like, there's nothing that Devin Booker does better than Luka Doncic on a basketball court. A lot of Suns fans were trying to say, if Luka had the stats that Devin Booker had and the record, and he won 60 games, then he would have been MVP. Yeah, no shit. Luka's, like, on another stratosphere instead of, like, Devin Booker. Like, all this Devin Booker talk, I'm not even trying to be a hater. I promise you I'm not. But all this Devin Booker talk has to be put to rest and never addressed again. How are you going to call Devin Booker a top 10 player better than Luka Doncic, and you get 40-piece at home? It's disgusting. It's embarrassing. I've noticed a lot of Rockets fans have been nervous thinking, like, watching Booker and are saying, well, we have Jalen Green, and he seems like he could turn into a Booker-type player. What if that's all his ceiling is, is what Booker right now is? I'm sorry, and I might be jumping the gun. I think Jalen Green could 100% be better. I think Anthony Edwards can be better than Devin Booker. I think Anthony Edwards 100% will be, too. I think both of them will end up better than what Devin Booker is right now. And that's, like, I just... Devin Booker, I'm sorry, he brings a lot of this on himself with how he acts and how he he's, he acts bro, like he's the right. victim bro, he's and all not, this shit. He, Suns fans think Devin Booker's Jason Tatum. He's not. Really, he's not. He's not. He's just not. He, he, oh he, my goodness. His but, own fans are. Oh, we don't mean he to was this never a Suns MVP. Rant, but he was never no. MVP. I'm sorry, he just wasn't. He was never the best player on the Suns. No. And it's funny because one of them is 38 and the other one is entering his prime. So. They Weird. both went out so sad, man. I'm just, yeah, I'm done talking about the Suns. They were terrible in how they went out. Nonetheless, Eric, the Golden State Warriors are back in the finals. How did they do it? They're just insane. I mean, Curry, we can go back and forth about how he was down this season. I'm always going to joke about Steph. He's still Steph Curry. He's still going to dominate. He's still going to, his impact is always going to be there. Draymond, it goes he's going to be one of the best the It goes beyond the stats. It goes beyond the stats. And 
oh my god first off i don't understand warriors fans i mean you're in the finals the your first finals game is tomorrow and you're on twitter arguing about kevin durant and stuff like come on i don't understand Bro, espn these new people man seriously and, it, and that's another thing stop caring about what media members say y'all they don't care they're there for lives. views they're, they're there for money and views and y'all are letting them control your lives and how you talk about the sport form your own opinions and stop worrying about what these people say like they Bro, my friends would text me all the time ridiculous. they're like they're like, oh, do you care about what the what that 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 people oh, are no. picking the Celtics against the Heat? I'm like, no, dude, we've been counting out all year. I don't fucking care. I that, told them, I'm like, they, if we make the finals, we're beating the Warriors. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't we've care seen what. Countless times where Stephen A. Smith, Colin Coward, they clearly either aren't watching games or are just purposefully acting stupid. Bill Simmons literally said, "Fuck Jalen Green," and you know what I did? I didn't care. Rockets fans wanted to riot and all this shit. And I literally just said, and I literally was like, I don't care. Like him saying fuck Jalen Green didn't matter to me. One, partly because I thought he was joking. I think most people could see. I don't even like Bill Simmons, but I think you could see in the way he said it, he was kind of joking like how you would with friends. And also, Jalen Green then literally went on his podcast and they seem fine, but people, of course, want to find a reason to complain, want to find a reason to act like they're the most hated team or player in the league. Like, stop fucking worrying dogs. about what media says. Like, I don't understand that. And that's what a lot of people were like, well, Curry's not getting credit for this. When you look up 2015-2016 MVP, who comes up? Steph Curry. When you look up 2015-2017-2018 champion, who comes up? The Warriors. What Stephen A. Smith says isn't going to change that. So stop worrying about it. Like, you know what? Stephen A. Smith, Colin Coward, Bill Simmons, what they say will not change what happens in this final series. Imagine so if you got to witness. Imagine if you got to witness the Rockets God. play six finals in eight years, and you were worried about if 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 the best player on the Rockets Bro, was James oh. Harden or Chris Paul. Bro, people could not tell me shit if we were as good as the Warriors are right now. If we had as much as good a dynasty run as the Warriors have had, people could not talk to me, bro. Like, I would be talking so much shit to everyone. And if anyone tried talking down, I would just send them a picture of, like, Jerry Green holding bro, another thing. That's all I would do. Another thing, I hate when teams that are eliminated try to talk shit. Like, I have had Nets fans try to shit, say shit to me. I'm like, bro, you win, you are the only team to get swept in the NBA playoffs and in a series. Because I don't think the series is going to be swept in the NBA finals. So, the only team to get swept in the NBA playoffs of the year 2022 are the Brooklyn Nets. Like, why are you trying to talk shit? Then you have yeah, Bulls they, fans trying to talk, like, like Knicks fans and shit. Like, bro, like, know your place, the lottery, and shut up. It's really yeah, that no, simple. But Warriors, I think, obviously, and I would assume you'd agree, one of the biggest reasons I do think they were back in the finals is because of, like, the emergence of Jordan Poole and how big he stepped up for them in a lot of times. Like, obviously, they still have Draymond. Obviously, Clay has been a little more consistent, but he's he still is Clay. He, yeah. still, he still does impact some games. He still will have a big game and help carry them one time. Steph is going to be Steph. He's a top five player in the world. But then you have players like Jordan Poole who are stepping up. Kevin Looney, who rebounds like one of the like prime Andre Drummond, like prime Will, prime Bill Russell. Prime Will. That's a better comparison. That Andre Drummond. His defense, like he he has great defense. I don't care anyone says it. It at, at times it can be shaky, but he's a solid defender. And Andrew Wiggins has been stepping up crazy. Andrew Wiggins is a well-rounded player. I was just about to, I was just about to say that like, they're a very well-rounded team, and. I know it's corny. It's what blah, blah, blah. They have the strength in numbers. They're a very deep team. They've been playing very well together. I don't know 
for sure. I'm sure you're going to ask me before we finish this. I don't know exactly what my pick would be in games, but I don't know. It's going to be tough to beat this Warriors team, man. Like, I, I don't know. That, with how this is playing, a Rockets fan saying this, by the way, for anyone that thinks that we're, that we're biased. I, yeah, I, I don't. I just, it's it's crazy how good they are. And, I mean, so, I, I would not be that upset at Warriors. The, another, Warriors be the Warriors are back in the finals because, number one, Steve Kerr. Number two, Steph, Draymond. Let's just name the, the the entire starting nine. All nine players that have stepped up, not including Damian Lee. No disrespect, by the way. He's a he's a <laughs> solid solid sixteenth guy. But the Warriors were so hungry for this, and I don't know if you saw the clip that NBA put out about Steve Kerr that he's like, we're trying to win a championship. We're not trying to win this game. So I just said that's dope. Me, Eric, you and I talk about this all the time how important coaching is, but. Yeah, I'm I'm not when you look at the Warriors, you look at six NBA finals in eight years. I don't care if you talk about Kevin Durant, I don't care if you talk about, talk about Kevin Durant. Six NBA finals in eight years, regardless of who's on your team, is ridiculous. And this is another reason why baseball is better because you don't see that shit in baseball. No disrespect <laughs> to the late nineties, but to the Yankees in the late nineties. But uh yeah, I'm sorry, I just have to get basketball straight. But it's hard to look at this Warriors team and hate them, bro. Like, they've been counting it out all year. People are talking about the Phoenix Suns. Fuck the Phoenix Suns. Like, we're off that. Oh, another thing. People were trying to say that Monty is better than Spo. I, I don't think Spo would have gotten out getting 40-piece at home. Need more evidence? Look at Sunday's game when we lost by four points. But nonetheless, Eric, the reason why I think the Celtics are going to win is because they already beat the best two teams in the NBA. Call me biased. You can't beat my ass. The Celtics beat the Bucks and the Heat, who are the two best teams in the NBA, and they swept two of the best, two of the best duos in the NBA in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So I would not be surprised if the Celtics win in five, but to be cute and nice, I'm gonna say Celtics in six. They're gonna raise number 18 before the Lakers do at TD Garden. Celtics and six. So Warriors have home court though. Bro, I don't we know how lost much that matters. We lost people, I don't know how much that three matters. Games yeah. At home. Man. I'm being, I'm, I'm being serious, tough. by the way. I'm being serious. I got Celtics and six. And the discourse on Steph is gonna get nasty. So I'm telling you, if you watch Undisputed, if you watch first take, if the Warriors lose or when the Warriors lose, do not watch NBA media for like two or three weeks. Do not. They're gonna talk about you know Steph Curry's the top 100 player of all time. Because I'm so on the fence and I don't know who to pick, I'm gonna go Warriors at seven. But I seven. would not. I could see. Warriors winning in five. I could see Celtics winning in five. Like I think I can't series, see no, bro. That's, that, bro, that's I, like, I, bro. I'm telling bro, you. I know you. I think not, you're underrating the Warriors a little. I maybe I am, but bro, it's gonna be bro. I know how good the Celtics are. Celtics are insane, hundred percent. But Warriors defense is really good too. The Celtics defense is disgusting, dude. Like disgusting. I, imagine if there. I know Tatum is gonna do his thing. But imagine there's like three positions. No, no, no. We know. No, 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 no. Let me say something. What if you put Draymond on him? Draymond could play some pretty damn tough defense on Brown or Tatum if needed and do a damn good job. We know Steph is going to have one of those three of 18 games. And we know Tatum is going to have one of those three of 18. And we know Tatum is going to have one of those games too. The question is who's going to step up when those two players have those two games. 
Because we know, like, like I you and I have been watching Tatum and Steph for five, six years now. We know it's bound to happen. So you're saying if it comes down to it, you're putting your money more on Tatum than Steph for the series? No, I'm saying that one of them, like both of them, are gonna have one game where mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna shoot their team, quote unquote, shoot out their team out of the, the game, game. Yeah, and we're I gonna agree. see what the what role players are gonna step up more. Is it gonna be Smart and Brown, or is it gonna be Michael Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, or and Michael Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, I so, think in that scenario, I take the Poole and Wiggins and Draymond. But and bro, Clay. but Poole has been consistently inconsistent. Like he starts up well. That, that then, is the thing. Poole and Clay have both been inconsistent, and Draymond. You never know what he's gonna do. What, what version of he's gonna be get? consistently good, but is he gonna get get himself out of the game somehow by fouling too much? By te- tease? you have to account for that stuff. I think, and I know it's ridiculous, but I don't know, bro. I I think everybody gangster until Draymond. I think I'm gonna say Warriors in seven, but I would not be surprised at all if Celtics one and six, like you're saying. Yeah, I got Celtics in six, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors win. And uh, the bleh. I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics win in five, honestly. But just to give you, a little respect, would you be surprised if Warriors won in seven? So you'd be, be surprised surp- if Warriors won. You, yes, you're that's how confident, confident I am. Yes, yes. Okay, I, I respect. I, I, I think if, if I if, had to pick who I'd want to win, it'd probably be Celtics. But I don't really like care that much. That's what. That's part of why I'm excited because I just want it to be good basketball. That's the whole main. Thing. I need after every game those, to go down. So I need every game to be a nail biter. Every I want to see after my watching those conference finals. It was pathetic, bro. bro no, I but let me say something. Team. The Heat Celtics series was really good. Like we had three games go down to the wire, a, a few blows. But come on, that series was that was for the that sto- series was okay. <laughs> it had. <laughs> Excuse the me, last game, game story, seven man. was good. Game seven was fire. Game six, like, game seven on, was bro. fire. Game three was game fire. Game six was not fire. Game six was okay. Bro, what? Game six was fantastic. I don't Come know, on, man. Bro, I, did, I just felt like, I felt like almost, we all did. That's the thing. And not even the fact that if you look at the ending score, sometimes you'd be like, okay. But the thing is, the team would have to make a run just to still lose bro, by eight. We were that's, eight. How, that's not a good game. Bro, we were eight point underdogs and we won by eight points. Like we yeah, were plus I, eight. You bro, know how I'm scary sorry, that is? I just, I, I, I don't. I, listen, I am not a gambling addict. I'm just saying this because it's true. But nonetheless, Eric, before we move on, we got to get your final pick in. Celtics. Eric Warriors and seven. That's what I'm going to go Warriors with. I'm seven. nervous about that, but All I don't right. feel confident about it. But that's what I'm going to go So the NBA Finals is tomorrow at 9 p.m. So instead of releasing it Friday, we will be releasing this episode tomorrow. Just be on the lookout. Nonetheless, moving on to our second topic of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. There's a possibility that we have a Mets-Yankees World Series with the way the Mets and the Yankees are playing right now. So, Eric, you and I, we are both big fans of Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. <clears throat> the Mets are 35-17. and 17. They are a half game away from having the best record in the league. And they don't even have Jacob DeGrom yet. What are your thoughts on the Mets? Mets, Mets, Mets. They, I hope that we get a Dodgers-Mets in LCS because I think it would be a legendary series. I think that would be an insanely good one. I think the Mets, I don't know. I think there's... Mets, Mets, Mets. I think there's there's three (laughs) top teams in the league right now. And I think that's Mets, Yankees, and Dodgers. And I think Astros are right behind them because our offense has been struggling a little bit. 
but I think we're. You could like, put them in that combo. I would not. I, I, wouldn't I, I think you could put them in combo. I think I'd put us slightly below right now. But to be fair, we did start horribly and are still right behind them in records. So I, I mean, fair enough if you put them up there. But I think. First off, I think Dodgers might have just gotten swept by the Pirates. Yeah, they're about to get swept by the Pirates. Yeah, That's terrible. Fire. Um, the Mets, though, like, they just are very well-rounded. Pitching, we always talk about how pitching, me and you value that more than batting, personally. Because, like, whenever you go into a key game where you need to win, outside of, like, the 2017 World Series and a couple other examples, you're not going to win many games by giving up 10 11 runs the tough gritty games you win are two to one four to two three to one like you're gonna have to win those low scoring games and by having elite pitching that's how you do that and i think that's what you see with like the dodgers and the astros and the met like they all have really good pitching and adding the best pitcher i think you would agree i would assume that jacob de is the best pitcher in the league easily adding the best pitcher in the league and the number two pitcher in the league. And like you're gonna instantly improve even more on top of what you already are. And that's why I was gonna say this before I thought about it. I'd say to this. That's why whenever Astros lost Correa and we're kind of losing a couple pieces and people were nervous about us, one reason I was still confident was because we didn't have Justin Verlander next year. And while he was on the team, it's basically like we added Justin Verlander to the team. And when you add a top 10, Right now, you could argue he's the best pitcher. No, top so top far. top ten pitcher of all time. Absolutely, yeah. say it. Once you add that, you're gonna improve a ton. And we basically added that because he didn't play last year. So I was still very confident in the team. And then also you see Jeremy Pena stepping up and stuff. I don't know. Pitching is just incredibly important, and you're seeing that most of the time. Whenever you look at the top teams in the league, they're always at the top of the uh, team ERA. You're never gonna see a team with the top five record in the low 20s as team ERA. That just won't happen. You want you have to have a generational offense like the Red Sox in 2018 to yeah. have a. Which yeah. good board? Y'all were on some crazy shit that year. Eh, we'll be all right. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> if we had a, if we had another old bar, arm or two, we'd be we'd have a better record. Yeah, it's but just like crazy. 2018, y'all were insane. I remember it felt like y'all came out of nowhere because a lot of people were anticipating an Astros Dodgers rematch. Again, and Red Sox came in and just blew everyone out. 2018, they were just clearly the best Our team. Best team, the best World Series team of the 21st century. That's not being biased. It's facts. You think so? But hundred percent. Mm, okay, go on. 100%. Bro, we won every series in five games. Two, two, two. All right, I'm not going to hate it. I mean, fair enough. We went, what? What is it? 4, 8, 11, and 3? You know what's Jeez. annoying is I think the best Astros team of the past didn't win a World since series. we became good didn't win a World Series. 2019 is the best I agree. team to me. And we didn't win. Us losing to the Nationals is still the biggest disappointment. Us losing to the Braves, I wasn't as upset about. But us losing to the Nationals... That was by far the bro, biggest. The na- bro, the team. Nationals were like the scrappiest team ever. Like they were more scrappy than the Braves. Like in I my opinion, I could not believe we lost that series, bro. I was so upset. That was and that's why, ba- bro. That's why baseball is the best sport. So like true. the Nationals went into Minute Maid Park and won four effing times. And I was and I've talked to no, people. But 
I will say, there's no hypotheticals in sports, but I will say, AJ Hinch is stupid for not putting in Garrett Cole. I will say. 100% agree. Yeah, 100% agree. But, like, I will say, you know how it always happens every year whenever playoffs time comes around, where NHL players are starting, MLB. Everyone always talks about which playoffs are the best. Oh, MLB playoffs are the best. Oh, NHL playoffs are the best. NBA playoffs. MLB, and one argument I hear a lot is that, that, well, the problem with NFL and MLB is that the best team doesn't always win. That's part That's of what makes it so thing. great to me. Yeah. That's a good thing. I don't want to see the same. We literally watched the Cavs Warriors play to death. And that was that's good to you? Like, come on, bro. You don't want to change it up a little bit? We watched Celtics Lakers in the 80s play nonstop against each other. We Like, I don't know. At some point, you want change. And I think that's a good thing. I don't know what you're doing. The last time there was a sweep in a finals was 2012 when the Giants swept the Tigers. That was the 10. It's been 10 years since there's been a sweep. Series, yeah. And the NBA finals has had like what? Like three in that span? Yeah. I did. Nah, it's just, just 2018? Bro, but 2018. I, I will say this is also a difference of opinion. I love how MLB and NFL are such team games. NBA, you can do great with one great player and a couple role players. MLB, you need a whole team. There's a reason Mike Trout, who's one of the greatest players ever already, didn't really do much until he got a great team around him. Barry Bonds never won a World Series because he didn't have a great team around him. Like it's a Bro, team every game went through. I don't mean to kiss ass, but like every year the Angels get hyped against y'all, and like it's just we're still better. We're just better. Like Bro, it's I, I do think I do think this is the best they've been. Since yeah, that which is funny. Happening, but we're still clearly better. That's like, and I, I'm not trying to sound like cocky. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Loud and clear, okay. I'm not trying to sound like cocky or nothing, but like, we're clearly the best team in that division. Like, it's not really that close, right. I don't think. And would I you say, wait, would you say that's that a, athletes are worse? Would you say that's a Mickey Mouse division? It has to be, right? For I think. Athletics, when they were like contending with us, they won 90 games, I think, in back to back years. I think they, bro, you know what's funny about that? Won. I do not mean to cut you off, but the funny thing is that people were actually picking the athletics against you guys. Like, you yeah, have to, the f- I don't, I listen, I don't count the COVID year for the Dodgers, but it was still elite baseball. It, it was, it was great playoff baseball. The Astros were 29 and 31, and I was not faced with the athletics. No, I, like, I literally knew we were gonna beat them, and I remember me and you, I feel like we can sense that a lot, like when a team just. Last year, the White Sox. Who it was the, the White, White Sox, bro? Yes. Who was he? We had someone on the podcast, and me and you were both were like, they don't stand. They're not beating the Astros. Like they're just simply not. We knew it. We knew there was no chance they beat the Astros. And we had someone on the pod, and he was like, they're pitching so good that we were like, dude, they're not beating them. And it well, wasn't really Christian, like, come on. Christian picked the White Sox this year, but I just don't see it. I, it's just not I don't know we're just we're sometimes you can just tell and with the Astros Angels you could tell with the Astros White Sox you can tell like you, there's certain times you can just tell. honestly in 2018 with the Red Sox and Astros I could tell y'all were gonna be this bruh um or, or, so yeah Eric um you know what I'm not gonna show it let's just get straight to it who has been the most disappointing team for you thus far because for me, oh. for me, I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna say this because I was right. The Philadelphia Phillies are pitiful, awful, mm. garbage, basura, disgusting. The Philadelphia Phillies are on pace to have the worst defense of all time. Their bullpen oh, stinks. Mm-hmm. Their position players' defense stinks. 
And they went out and they got Kyle Schwarber, who stinks defensively, and Nick Castellanos. So, in the NL, I'm going to say the most disappointing team is the Philadelphia Phillies. And the AO, excuse me, the most disappointing team has to be the Seattle Mariners. Because this was a team that won 90 games last year. They were right there on the wild card. They got the Mickey Mouse um, Cy Young and Robbie Ray. It should have been Garrett Cole. They got the Mickey Mouse Cy Young and Robbie Ray. And they're 21 and 29. I understand See, baseball starts after July, but... Listen. You were saying it's a Mickey Mouse division, but it is kind of tough to say because Angels are above five. We have three teams that are 500 or higher, and that's with the Mariners underperform because Rangers are 500. The Rangers don't count that. Come on. The, the, the Rangers, really? I will say, no, 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 no. We need to give them a little bit of respect. They're better than what people say. I think I we're still clearly no, better than people. They're, they've improved the solid. No, but I, picked the, I picked them third in that division. Because I, I always said Astros, Mariners, Texas. You picked them over no, Mariners? No, I'm lying. I'm lying. I said. What you picked I them say? fourth, probably. You said them fourth, probably. I think I said Astros, Angels, Mariners, Mariners Texas. Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like everyone kind of could we're tell only, bro, we're gonna be last. it's just funny when people try to say, like, they try to be right about everything. Like, it's okay to admit you were wrong. Yeah. Now. With that being said, Eric, who are your most disappointing teams before we get to the most surprising teams? So, like, a week ago, or a week and a half ago, my answer would have been Blue Jays. But since then, they've rattled off, like, seven straight yeah. are already, like, one of the top teams again. Like, they were... And they you know won, they won eight of their last out, ten and seven in a row. And an article came out, and I think it's, like, when they were one game above 500 or right at 500, and it said, like, teams that are overperforming statistically like you know how there's expected wins and expected losses based on how the team's going there's a narco that came out to like three teams that are overperforming based on sets and three teams that are underperforming the the blue jays were one game above 500 i believe and they were still statistically outperforming how good they should be because they were their statistics had them as like a bottom eight team in the league like they were terrible to start and they were lucky to be 500 and now they've just blown it open. I mean, the thing with them, though, is you knew. They had too much talent to struggle like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they just simply had too much talent. So, so I Blue Jays, AL, and then NL? Well, I wouldn't say Blue Jays anymore. I would go Mariners. And I would oh, disappointing. Phillies. That's right, that's right. Okay. Phillies is the easy answer for me. Like, I think bro, the Phillies, bro, the Phillies are, bro, I'm telling you, if you ever get time to watch a Phillies game, sit down and please watch one so you could, like, laugh. Like, literally. Bro, if we're I, talking about Mickey Mouse division, the NL East and, and uh, AL Central are two Mickey Mouse divisions. Well, the uh, NL Central sorry. is a Braves, given. The, Braves underperforming. Phillies underperforming. Miami terrible, Washington terrible, and then the AL Central, Minnesota is overperforming. I don't think many people expect them. Bro, the so Marlins and the Phillies have virtually the same record. Like Just that's set. and the Phillies are supposed to be a wild card like, team. If you have a division with the Royals and Tigers in the same division, it's gonna be awful. The Tigers and, are gonna be nice in a couple of years, but right in now couple it's a couple years for sure. Them. I agree. They they have a lot of young talent, and I, I think the Orioles Orioles are another team that in a few years will be pretty damn good. Yeah, the Orioles are not as bad as making people seem to be but like that's the thing about baseball like rebuilding actually works in baseball and basketball and it works that's, like. that's fire you, I, I like that like it, i don't know i'm not gonna say that nba and nfl should adopt that because i do think trading picks is pretty valuable in those and it's different circumstances but it's cool to see how important prospects are. And like, that's what makes the MLB trade deadline so cool. You'll see top players getting traded for like 
three prospects because those three prospects and five years could help lead the team to the playoffs. And it's just cool to see stuff. The like prime that. example is Chapman for Glaber. And then Chapman re-signed with the Yankees. That's pretty funny. I think this is his last year. Going to be interesting. So, Eric, your final answer is the Seattle uh, Mariners go and... And the Phillies. I'm just going to agree with you. I think those are pretty easy. Bro, answers. but, like, like, well, like, we're not trying to agree on it, but, like, think about it. Like, the it's, Phillies it's were supposed odd. to be yeah. the big bad wolf, and now they're terrible. The Mariners added a Cy Young, and they were supposed to be, like, right there with the Astros contending. I understand we're only 50 games in. I understand the Mariners are, I think the Mariners are uh, like 11 and a half behind the Astros. Obviously, I see mm-hmm. crazier things happen in baseball. But as of right now, June 1st, 2022, the two most disappointing teams, you got to call a spade a spade. It's the Mariners and the Phillies. The two most surprising teams, Eric, I'm going to let you go first since I went first this round. Loki, and this is going to be unpopular in a way to look at this. For me, and this isn't me hating on them. I know I'm an Astros fan. For me, it would be kind of the Yankees because they struggled so bad last year and were just like, it was a question if they'd make the playoffs with how much talent they have. And I know they have the talent to be a World Series team in the best in the league, but I wasn't sure if their talent would finally live up to it. So I was still doubting them. And I thought uh, Blue Jays would win that division. But right now, Yankees are looking as good as anyone. So it's pretty surprising how dominant they've been so far. So I'd probably go with Yankees for like most surprising there. And then in the NL, Hopefully like we don't Cardinals, agree. Cardinals, I expected to be this good, I think. Yeah, the Cardinals are fire. I, Met, I mean, Mets, I don't know if I expected them to be like the No, I know because I would say no to the Mets because I picked them to be in the World Series. So See, I, I know you no. did. I think I picked them. I don't know if I picked them in LCS. I picked them, I think. I thought they could be in LCS, but I wasn't sure. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't say Mets. Damn, I don't know. It's tough for the NL. Because in the NL, I feel like it's going according to plan, mostly outside of the Phillies. My, like, I think everyone expected San Diego to be good. Everyone expected Dodgers. Everyone expected that's San the thing. to be good. I did not. So my NL pick is the San Diego Padres. Because really? I did not. I thought they I thought they were going to – like their pitching was fantastic, but I thought their offense wasn't going to be good with um, Tatis injured until after the All-Star break. But Manny Machado has looked like an MVP candidate, so they've been able to Insane. stay close. He's so good. So – National League, I'm going to go San Diego Padres. American League. American League is hard. I don't want to agree with the Yankees pick. Minnesota. Minnesota is a good shout. I think I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Minnesota's 30 and 22. Korea hasn't been performing. That's what's crazy. Watch. They're doing this good with Korea, not being Korea. So if he was playing like an MVP caliber, like he said he wants to be, uh, they could be up there with the like Yankees Bro, and Astros I'm and so that's another Texas. thing the Twins and the Yankees play each other every single year in the playoffs you know the result every single time <laughs> you know what's funny Eric you remember in the 2020 season there was like seven central teams and all seven of them got eliminated like it was like the Cubs the Reds the Cardinals the White Sox the Guardians that's five. And then the Brewers. The Brewers. It was like six central teams, and all six of them got eliminated. It was pretty fun. It was yeah. Pretty fun. I, you know, it's always funny looking back because not too long ago, I was going back and looking just like at the like standings of like 2012, 2010, 2011, like that time. Because I actually, I'm going to show it real quick. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. My dad gave me this like 
back. Bro, I used to collect those. I had a oh huge deck of these baseball God. cards, and I recently was just going through, looking through all of them, and like one of the main guys in this one is Ryan Howard, who I used to love. And so Dang. I was going back, looking at like division standings in like 2010, down to like 2005, whenever the Astros were in the World Series and stuff. And it, going back and looking at it, it's so weird to see that there were six teams in the NL Central and the AL West just had four for some reason. Like, it's so weird how it was just like that for so long and it was just a thing. Like, it yeah. was just fine. I, I don't know. It it made no sense looking back on it. Yeah, absolutely. But, oh, oh man. It's crazy know. because <laughs> Mookie Betts, after the week that he's had the last two weeks, he's like right there with Manny Machado and went above replacement. So that's pretty crazy to think about. But well, we're like 50 games in. So who would be your yeah. MVP picks for each right now? Oh, we're going to talk about MVP? Okay. Yeah, I just want to hear you because we're like 50 games and we're like a third of the way through the season. Who would be your MVP pick for each? Uh, National League. I'm going to be biased. I don't care. Mookie Best should be. Ooh. Mookie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be biased. I don't care. Mookie okay. Best okay. should be the National League MVP. American League, I'm going to be biased again and say Rafi. No, I'm kidding. American <laughs> League, uh, I'm not going to get cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Dude, Judge is going crazy. I'm just going to say that. Aaron Judge is it's very nuts. close between J-Ram, Trout, Devers, and, and Judge. Judge. Yeah. It's very close between them, but I'm going to go with J Ram to not be I go biased. You know, I, me and my friend were talking about this, and I, we, we're in a fantasy baseball league together. And before the draft, I was talking to him. I was like, "Who should I pick?" I had the sixth overall pick. I was like, "I have no idea who to pick." I ended up picking J Ram, and he was like, "That's such a dumb pick, bro." I, don't know I remember you told that. me the story. Oh, yeah. That was such a great pick. He's been incredible, and I told him, I was like, "Dude, <laughs> he's like consistently <clears throat> great. He's." Like, he's a for, t- like he is the most underrated player in baseball. Like for the past like five years, he's been like a top five MVP candidate each year. Like he's so consistently good. And he, he there's five players in the MLB right now with an OPS of over 500, and we've named four of them: but Mookie Betts, J. Ram, over 500 or over 800, uh, over a thousand. Sorry, a th- yeah. uh, an OPS over a thousand. Yeah, five over players. 500 is not good. I was about to no, say. No, sorry, uh, over a thousand, and we've named four of them: Mookie Betts. J Ram, Judge, and Trout. We and have the fifth used... one is Machado. No. It's no? actually the guy. Machado is sixth, and he's at 978. The guy that we didn't mention is number one in the entire league in OPS. Wait. It's not Taylor Ward. Mm-mm. I'm trying to think. Who can be? Wait. So we named. You're saying we named four of the five. There's, there's five, and we've named four of them. And the guy we didn't name is actually number one on OPS. Wait, who has been hot? I oh, mean, oh, um, Paul, Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, yes, sir. That's a that's a good pick too for an NL MVP. He's been balling, bro. Yeah, so Paul Goldschmidt has been fantastic. Um, he's Cy Young, old, he's still cooking. He's old, bro. Kevin like Gosman, five. Kevin Gosman has been cooking. I think that would be my mm. choice, and then uh, National League Wait, wise, for ER, are you saying for Cy Young? Yeah. Mm-hmm. NLY yeah. probably go Joe Mosbrough because he's been fantastic. Who'd you say for AL? Kevin Gosman. It's either him or Nestor Cortez. Cortez is going to be. I'm going to be biased. I'm saying Verlander. He's been insane. This I'm going to be biased with that. Come on, man. He's in Sandy, right there. Sandy Alcantara is another good shout. I'm trying to not be biased. Cortez. Cortez, Cortez would be a solid pick. Yeah, absolutely. 
But nonetheless, that has been our baseball coverage. It's going to come back soon. And we're going to blank. It's going to be October, and I'm going to cry because I don't want baseball to ever end. Ever, ever, ever. But nonetheless. Hopefully we'll have NFL, then, so we'll be able to keep ourselves. And the, I'm the World Cup is in And the World Cup. Bro, USA played today, 1-3-0, by the way. Did you see the politic assist? Since we're about to yeah. go into soccer, by the way. Moving on. Say, to our you last saw the politic assist? Yeah, Did you yeah, see yeah. his first touch on that? That first touch was beautiful, bro. Yeah, but he, I think he was mad because there wasn't a lot of fans at Cincinnati. I'm like, dude, you're in oh, really? Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He I called him out at the game. I'm like, bro, you're in Cincinnati. And also, to be fair, it's a friendly. Like, it's bro. not a uh, – come on, man. Yeah. Timothy Way had a beautiful goal. Dog. Insane. I don't know, man. I think people are underrating us a little bit because we still didn't have – in that game, we didn't have Reyna – Dest or McKinney. That, that's three solid players right there to me. Yeah. We'll see if USA can I, make I don't, I'm not this saying year, but... I'm not saying we're going to make some deep run in the World Cup, but people are acting like we'll lose. Like, by the way, since we're about to get into and everything, Wales and Ukraine are going to be playing for the lap, for that spot in the uh, group. And people are acting like if either one like either way usa is going to lose to them and then also are saying we might lose to iran and we might not win a single game i don't know that feels a little disrespectful to me i know soccer is tricky and everything but come on i feel like usa is being underrated by a lot of people yeah i i, I would agree with that statement i mean they have i don't a... think it will be england but i don't i'm sorry i don't think england's gonna be some dominant team in the world cup they they have the team for it the question they have is, are they the gonna... team but will they put it together is the question well, they have Gareth Southgate, so the answer is no. <laughs> anyway, on to you need to celebrate for a little bit, so go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, children of the mankind, this is not a message that is being repeated. Do not adjust whatever device you're listening to this on. Real Madrid has won the Champions League again. This was the most non-Mickey Mouse route. I, I'm sorry for saying Mickey Mouse, but it's the funniest shit ever. Whoever came up with that, God bless you. This was the most non-Mickey Mouse tournament run that I've ever seen in my life. A hat trick against PSG down 2-0 in 15 minutes. A hat trick. I'm sorry, Eric. A hat trick. I'm sorry, Eric. A hat trick at Stamford Bridge where you lost last year 2-0. Then you're down 3-0 at home. And you have the most beautiful ball from Luka Modric. And Rodrigo pushes it in the end. And then in overtime or extra time, however you want to call it, if you're American, if you're not American, if you don't understand soccer, if you don't understand soccer. A beautiful ball from... What? We choked that game, bro. Bro, it's funny because you texted me and and we were trying to reverse jinx each other. It was hilarious. (laughs) I was like, yeah, there's no way we're going to win this. And you were saying so, the same thing to me. Like, Vinicius had a beautiful ball. You go into Manchester. You're down to 0 inside 10 minutes. And you pull out four. Am I, am I bugging? Three? Three. Three. You pull out three goals in Manchester after trailing by two. And after trailing by two multiple times. Excuse me. Because we trailed 2-0. 3-1 and 4-2, and we still did it. Then you have Kareem Benzema, who shot a Panenka penalty at the 90th minute to make it 4-3. Then in the second leg, oh, this story gets much better, ladies and gentlemen. In the second leg, down 
2-0 on global to not say 5-3 down 2-0 on global it was the 85th minute and people were saying not that Manchester City was going to advance but how is Real Madrid going to pull it out of their ass like again like what's what was going to happen and you scored two 90th minute goals to go into extra time where Karim Benzema put the final nail in the coffin and then you have Mohamed Salah talking about, I want to play Real Madrid. I want this rematch. And you go out like that? Did, did he even play in the game? <laughs> oh, my We were God. talking about quadruple. We were talking about trebles. You were talking about sextuples. And you win a Mickey Mouse Cup and the FA Cup where... You didn't score a single goal? And you have a celebration for that 24 hours after you lost the biggest game of your life? Listen, man. Vinicius had one of the craziest seasons last year, but he couldn't finish. This year that he learned how to finish, he scored 20-plus goals, 20-plus assists, 42 goal involvements. He scored a goal in the semifinals. And a goal in the final of the Champions League. And by the way, he is 22 years old. Last year, it was cut short because of Chelsea. The year before that, in 2020, we lost to Manchester City because he was playing as a right wing. And then in 2019, he played like 90 games straight and he got injured against Ajax. This year, he was finally healthy and he scored the decisive goal in the Champions League final. This is the most non-Mickey Mouse run I have ever... Like, think about it. PSG had three of the greatest players in the world. I mean, two of them, just Neymar and Messi. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They had Mbappe, Damn. Neymar. Um, still, bro, Real Madrid. Man, bro, I'm telling bro, you, bro. Think about I, it. You think I hate Clay Thompson? Just wait for the World Cup. I promise you, I'm gonna have a magnif- I'm gonna have a magnifying glass move? at Mbappe the whole time. Dog, he had been baiting that move for months and then just dipped on it. Real years. Quick. It was weird. It bro, was it took weird. the president of two countries to get him to stay. I've never seen anything like it ever. And also, and because I don't know, it just was very. Hold on, weird. I'm not, not done yet. PSG. Hold on. It's you weird. had Messi, Neymar, Mbappe. You had Donnarumma, and you go out like that. Then you had to play the champions of Europe, who smoked you at Stamford Bridge last year. Smoked. We got smoked. I've never seen Real Madrid get so bent over. We've lost to Barcelona 600 times. The way we got bent versus Chelsea last year, we couldn't even shoot. Then you go up against Manchester City, who has arguably the greatest coach of all time. You're down 2-0 inside 10 minutes, and you pull off a one-goal deficit. You're down 2-0 in 90 minutes, and you pull that off. Then you go up against Liverpool, who had, what was it, Eric? 96 points? 95 points? 96? 96, 95 points in the... 95? I think it was 95. 95 points in the Premier League, which was which would have won the Premier League 14 out of the last 22 years. Did you see that stat? No, that's insane. Bro, that's it the was most like Liverpool stats too. It was like 14 of the Manchester United titles that they won would have been lost to Liverpool because Liverpool had like, bro. Anywho, as I was saying, like this was the craziest. This was the Champions League that I loved the most because we weren't even supposed to win it. So mm-hmm. now. I don't mean to make everything about Messi versus Ronaldo, but I'm going to make it. Ronaldo was called the GOAT for winning five Champions Leagues. So now Nacho is the GOAT. Gareth Bale is the GOAT. Tony Cruz is the GOAT. Luka Modric is the GOAT. Casemiro is the GOAT. Well, somebody missing. Isco is the GOAT. 
I don't know. I'm just gonna Curry say I don't know if right now is the time to be doing Messi Ronaldo oh, debates as buddy, a Messi fan because he has man. not been all that lately. Look at you see him today. Honest. Did you see him today? Bro, yeah, that and that's why I was seeing everybody saying they're like, bro, PSG needs to sue that man because where has he been all year? This is not the Messi that he's we've been, been watching. Because all he was year. playing as a CDM all year, bro. Yeah, you know what's, what's wrong with PSG. You know what's funny? People I love agendas, but like people are gonna say that Pochettino, when Pochettino gets fired, people are gonna say, "Oh, look at Mbappe's wait, what is that called? Dictatorship." <laughs> so people are funny, man. Like NBA Twitter is funny, football Twitter is like ten hundred times, fun. bro. Like the memes that come out of there are just hilarious. But dude, now I'm, 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 I don't we think I'm done that, yet. Y'all have but, the grace of God on y'all. Eric, this run. what did you think Great. about this final game? Because in the first half, we got smoked. I'm not gonna lie to you. And then after we scored in the second half, we were able to hold the ball. What do you think? It's just funny how I don't know how many games in this run for Real Madrid you can look back on and say they were the better team. Like, they showed it throughout the whole game. They were the better team. I don't think you can say it for this final because I think Liverpool were the better team. But the thing with Real Madrid is they always pull through. They always find a way to come through and take it. Versus PSG, I don't think y'all were the better team. Y'all won. Versus Chelsea, y'all were the better team versus Chelsea. I'll give y'all that. I think y'all were probably the better team. Versus Man City, y'all were not the better team. Y'all won. Versus Liverpool, I don't think y'all were the better team. Y'all won. Like, y'all found a way to get it when it matters. And I think everybody was posting the stats about how y'all had, like, one or two shots on target and they had like 15 or 20 or whatever and it didn't matter because the final score was 1-0 like Vinicius is insane he's a god like I I would do anything to get a player like him on Chelsea right now it's just y'all y'all were gifted by god this series and, and I will continue to say that I have no clue how y'all won it it was ridiculous it's crazy bro I'm, I'm so happy man I was like, I can't even celebrate because we had a game seven tomorrow and we had to play Celtics. Yeah, I saw you saying that. Hey, man, Bro. honestly, you got to take what you can get. I, 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 I told one of my friends, I'm like, I'm taking the Champions League with the NBA final, like 100%. And he was like, you're crazy. Yeah. I'm like, no, bro, I'm being dead ass. And then we won the Champions League final. So God bless. Bro. I think I'm a little spoiled as a fan because like two, two and a half years into being a Chelsea fan, I watched them win a, a Champions League. Pretty fire. Mickey Mouse, like, but it's okay. It's okay. Oh, let's relax. We beat y'all. Nah, 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 no fans, Nat. No fans tax. Nah, yawn. We are the best team. Eh, no, you weren't. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, eh. Y'all are not the best team this year. Bro, I can't you believe know, I, well, Bro, I genuinely can't believe we won. Like, like I've been watching Benicia's goal every day because like I just can't believe we won. Like, I can't believe we did it. Y'all's team is scrappy, bro. That's it's crazy. Like you gotta have balls, bro. It's a mental game. That's what separates soccer from other every other sport. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not all there mentally, you're cooked. Look at all the teams. We, look at all the teams we beat. You can't teach that, bro. Y'all beat like four of the top teams in the world. And the three best teams in England, but England is supposed all to be the best three league top in the world. In oh, no, you say supposed to be, you mean it is. But anyway, hey, did you no. see that stat about like Spain teams have faced England 18 teams? of the last Eight. 18 <laughs> finals Spain versus one? No, 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 versus not, not England, European team. 18 of European. the last 18 oh. European finals between a Spanish club and a foreign club has been won by Spanish every single time. It's not just Madrid and Barcelona. It's funny looking back on that and thinking about how like that includes like. 
Villarreal, Villarreal Atlético, Valencia. Villarreal beating United in the Europa, though, because De Gea chokes that so bad for United. Bro, you know how how crazy you have to be to give up 11 penalty goals. And then you miss it And then you miss it. Yeah, I was, I would be, which I mean, I kind of saw the same thing as Chelsea with Kepa, but I think that was a care about Kepa, so I just didn't care. But it was that fake up. So, ladies and gentlemen, the offseason of football is in full effect. Paul Pogba is leaving on a free transfer. Paulo Dybala is leaving. Angel Di Maria is leaving. Um, as more transfers happen, we're going to talk about them on the show, but those are the four main ones that, that, I've, been, that I've heard about. Um... Yeah, man. What can I say? Real Madrid, 14-time champions. I've seen five of them. I'm thankful. I'm blessed. But you know what's crazy, Eric? So we were celebrating, right? And the players were talking about winning it the next year. Like, you know how crazy you have to be to say, oh, well, we're already thinking about winning it next year. Because Vinicius came out and said, I want to win five like Benzema did. And Camavinga <laughs> said, I want to win five too. Like, I do like Camavinga DNA. And if we get Tuchimani from Monaco, pack it up. Which we're gonna, it seems like y'all are going to get him, which sucks because he was rumored to be Chelsea a lot. We're going to have him, Valverde, and Camavinga in the midfield. Camavinga is not even 21. Valverde is 23. Tuchimani is like 20. And Bro, I am just going to say, though, there is one player on y'all's team who I just don't like. Something about him annoys me. I don't know if I've told you who it is. Carvajal, that motherfucker just annoys me. Don't know. He annoys the shit out of me the way he plays. He, I feel like he does this like whole tough guy stuff a lot, but then I don't know. I can't really fault him for flopping, I guess, and diving because that's a soccer player thing. Every fucking player does that shit. Neymar, good God, Neymar dies like a motherfucker. But I think I just have to get used to it as a fan. It's just what it is. Yes, sir. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, that has been everything for episode 38 of the Sports Fellas podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. Eric, any final thoughts before we go? Um, I don't know. I just hope it's a competitive finals. Hopefully we can uh, see a good competitive game. Every Hopefully night. every game is a nail biter. Like, I want to see these people Hopefully. suffer. Like, I want to see them go through the pain. Like, I want every game to be decided mm-hmm. by, like, the last bucket. Yeah, yeah, I hope it. I hope so. Also, um, make sure you and your family, make sure everything's safe. Make sure you're good with them. I don't know. Just don't take any days for granted. It, uh, life is precious. You never know what's going to happen. Enjoy while you can. Make sure you're aware of your surroundings. Make sure who you get with. Make sure your friends are actually your friends and not setting you up. Like, like be careful who you group yourself with. I feel like a parent saying that, but dude, like, seriously, like, like we're not talking about this because of the school shooting. Like me and Eric preach about this all the time on this podcast. Be aware of who you're with. Like, just don't take life for granted, man. But Eric, another great episode. Hopefully the, well, not hopefully, because I don't want the Celtics to be champions, but like, it's inevitable. I do win $20. However, the Celtics do win. So I, I got that on the table. Mm. Uh, like share comment subscribe um one more thing before i go if the warriors do lose the finals the discourse on steph curry is going to be very nasty whether he wins or loses he's still a top 10 player of all time you can take that to the bank i will see you on the next one peace